I'm Chris Ann Eastwood. And I'm Michael Allen. With News Wrap, a summary of some of the news in or affecting LGBT communities around the world for the week ending July 26, 2014. While the world spotlight on Russia has shifted from the Winter Olympics to the crisis in the Ukraine, Vladimir Putin's fear-mongering crackdown on sexual minorities continues. LGBT people are now the world's favorite scapegoats whenever a government wants to distract citizens from its own failures. The focus this week was on St. Petersburg, the country's second largest city after Moscow, where a court ordered the LGBT advocacy group Coming Out Russia to register as foreign agents. Several other non-governmental human rights organizations have been declared potential spies for failing to register under a 2012 law that requires NGOs to report funding from abroad. Denying that the group had received any such funding, Coming Out Russia has been fighting the designation in court for 16 months. A statement on the group's Facebook page quotes the judge as saying that its brochure violates the rights of persons with traditional sexual orientation and that the state has an interest in limiting the reach of such publications. If someone reads this brochure and is impressed, the judge reasoned, that person might start to share these thoughts with other people, create a coalition, and start activities. The ruling requires the group to stamp foreign agent on all its publications. It comes about a year after the enactment of the country's draconian ban on so-called gay propaganda, which criminalizes public support for LGBT rights wherever children could be present. Coming Out Russia says it will appeal this week's decision. St. Petersburg officials also virtually banned an LGBT pride rally scheduled for July 26th. They rejected every location that the organizers had suggested and instead, as legally required, offered alternatives. But activists said they were in the middle of nowhere. One was a small area between a forest, a cemetery, and a trash dump. Another was an overgrown landfill near the Gulf of Finland. Organizers said they'd hold the rally instead in a section of St. Petersburg's Field of Mars that's designated for unapproved protests. But even though St. Petersburg repealed its citywide ban on disseminating so-called homosexual propaganda to minors, participants could still be prosecuted under the national law. Activists were immediately arrested last year when they tried to hold an LGBT pride rally in the same location. But Turkey's Supreme Court has ruled that calling gay people perverts is hate speech. According to the National LGBT Rights Group, KSGL, the charge was brought by attorney Sinem Hun against a local news website for describing her as the lawyer of the Association of the Perverts called KSGL. While the high court didn't penalize the website because it attacked the organization rather than an individual, the justices did acknowledge that the text constituted hate speech. A statement issued by Chaos GL called it a significant decision. It also clarified in the resolution that hate speech should have penal sanction. While there are no laws against private consensual adult same-gender sex in Muslim-majority Turkey, it's still a generally taboo subject. Discrimination and violent attacks against perceived to be sexual minorities are common. And Kenya's high court ruled this week that the government must allow the rights group Transgender Education and Advocacy to register as an official non-governmental organization. Noting that the group had fulfilled the necessary requirements, Justice George Odunga ruled in the case brought by transgender activist Audrey Umbugwa that the NGO council lacked a legal basis to deny the group's registration and also ordered it to reimburse Mbugwa and two other members of Transgender Education and Advocacy for the three years of legal costs they had incurred. 
A public authority cannot be allowed to get away with discriminatory actions that deny persons their rights of assembly, the judge wrote, adding that power abused is power unlawfully exercised. It's another week, so another U.S. state's ban on civil marriage for same-gender couples has been struck down. Federal District Court Judge Raymond P. Moore ruled on July 23rd that the ban in Colorado violates the equal protection and due process provisions of the U.S. Constitution. The state's Republican Attorney General, John Southers, didn't oppose the ruling, but he asked that it be immediately stayed pending his challenge in a federal appeals court. The judge gave him until August 25th to do that. Southers will ask the 10th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals, which overturned Utah's ban in June, to uphold Colorado's. Utah has challenged that appeals court ruling in a filing with the U.S. Supreme Court, which may or may not take the case. On the same day the Colorado ban was ruled unconstitutional, District Judge Andrew Hartman denied Attorney General Southers' request to stop Boulder County Clerk Hillary Hall from issuing marriage licenses to same-gender couples. She'd been doing that since the Utah ruling because, she argued, the Tenth Circuit also has jurisdiction over Colorado. Boulder is now the only county in the state to issue licenses after the Colorado Supreme Court ordered Denver to stop issuing them and Pueblo voluntarily stopped after Southers sent a cease and desist letter threatening to sue that county. Miami-Dade Circuit Court Judge Sarah Zabel struck down Florida's ban on civil marriage for same-gender couples on July 25th in what the advocacy group Freedom to Marry says was the 28th consecutive ruling in the past year by a federal or state court to affirm marriage equality. Zabel included an immediate stay with her ruling to allow time for an anticipated appeal. Another circuit court judge in South Florida, Luis Garcia, ruled the ban unconstitutional last week in a case out of Key West. But he decided that an appeal by Republican Attorney General Pam Bondi automatically put his ruling on hold. The third U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals refused this week to override that decision while a state appeal is being processed. Updating recent reports, two out of the three children's books with LGBT-positive content that Singapore's National Library Board ordered removed from the shelves and destroyed have been saved after several days of public outcry. But they've been moved from the children's to the adult literature section. The two survivors are the award-winning and Tango Makes Three, based on the real-life story of two male penguins raising a baby chick at New York's Central Park Zoo, and the White Swan Express, which features children adopted by different parental combinations, including lesbian and gay. All copies of Who's in My Family, which describes different types of families, including those headed by same-gender couples, have already been destroyed. Meanwhile, the oldest LGBT bookstore in the U.S., Philadelphia's Giovanni's Room, named for the groundbreaking 1956 James Baldwin novel, has apparently been saved from closure. Owner and co-founder Ed Hermance, who's run the store for 38 years, said it was losing about ten dollars to $15,000 a year to online alternatives and that he couldn't afford to keep it open. Paperwork is reportedly being drawn up between Hermance and the as-yet-unnamed new owner. But the store will still be called Giovanni's Room and remain largely dependent on a volunteer staff. Publishers Weekly reports that the new owner wants to expand the used LGBT book section and will introduce a fine furniture department in one of the store's five rooms. If all goes as planned, the resurrected Giovanni's Room could be back in business by October. In other news, out actor and singer John Barrowman caused quite a stir at the 2014 Commonwealth Games this week, by kissing a male dancer during the opening ceremonies in Glasgow. Fifty-three nations tied to Britain are competing this year in the quasi-Olympics event. 
but dozens of human rights activists and government officials, including House of Commons Speaker John Burko and Deputy Prime Minister Nick Clegg, criticized laws this week in 42 of those nations that punish private consensual adult same-gender sex with lengthy prison sentences or worse. Scotsman Barrowman performed a song called Welcome to Scotland, celebrating everything that makes his country great, ranging from Nessie to pending marriage equality. Some local critics, however, called the smooch inappropriate for children, and more than one upset viewer tweeted death threats. But even a coach from notoriously homophobic Uganda applauded Barrowman's action. And for his part, the outperformer tweeted that his critics are simply bitter and nasty. Retired, newly out multi-medal winning Australian Olympic swimmer Ian Thorpe was also one of six global representatives to carry the game's official flag into the opening ceremonies. And finally, well-known actors are used to being asked to pose for photos with fans, and they almost always acquiesce politely. But the Cam half of Modern Family's now-married gay couple Mitch and Cam, heterosexual gay-for-pay actor Eric Stonestreet, and we mean that in the most loving way, decided that he had to draw the line somewhere. During a Huffington Post Live interview this week, Stone Street singled out one man who's on his won't-fly list, a rabidly homophobic former Republican presidential candidate whose extreme views, like comparing marriage equality to bestiality, don't even sit well with most other Republicans. You see situations with fakers and florists and photographers who are now being forced to uh, either provide services for same-sex weddings or get fined, lose their business. There was Colorado cases recently where someone had to get to go to re-education camp. Stone Street said that he had no problem posing with that Pennsylvania politician's children when he was approached at the recent White House Correspondents' Dinner. But the Emmy-winning actor, a self-described political junkie, had a few uncomfortable moments with the dad. Rick Santorum wanted a picture with, with me, and, you know, it was at a time when, like, he was publicly saying, you know, gay marriage, gay marriage, and I'm like, you know, I can't, I can't do it. That's News Wrap for the week ending July 26th, 2014. Follow the news in your area and around the world. An informed community is a strong community. News Wrap was written by Greg Gordon, recorded at the studios of KPFK Los Angeles, and produced by Steve Pride. News Wrap from This Way Out is brought to you by you. Help keep us on the air and in your ears at thiswayout.org, where you can also read the text of this newscast. For This Way Out, I'm Chris Ann Eastwood. And I'm Michael Allen. 